Warning, the following episode of That Mental Gender Show contains strong language and adult themes. Alright, trip. Hello and welcome to That Mental Ginger Show with your host Andrew Durning, aka The Mental Ginger. Well, my I'm up to six now. I have to remember to say six faithful followers because Tim would get mad at me from the last episode if I didn't include them. So we have a very special guest today. Uh, and her name, I'm going to try not to butcher. If I do, I'll get her to repeat it so it's done properly. And her name is Mirna Faye Aksualo. That was definitely wrong. I, 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 that was definitely wrong. I apologise to every member of your family. Please, I, I got it right at the start. And it just went, woo! Yeah, <laughs> you got my name, but then my family name was like, uh-oh. Yeah, so, so, so my family name is Agsaulio. So it's a Spanish family name. So to every member of Agsaulio, I sincerely apologise for butchering your native tongue. <laughs> so, so how are you Mirna we've just spoke a couple of times it's just nice to actually get to see you face to face yeah I'm so glad to be here and I'm you know I'm thrilled that you invited me to the show it's just really amazing that people across all over the world you know welcome me in their shows as mm. you know yeah, it's the same <laughs> I'm deal. here in the Philippines uh, yeah, and that, it's, it's really a different time zones, hmm. you know. I actually have some followers in the Philippines. Uh, um, actually, no, a couple, um, a couple people came on. They're from uh, that neck, that neck of the world. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So, the, so the Philippines, I acknowledge you. I notice you, even though I butcher your last names <laughs> at times. Well, and I'm very, very grateful that you listen to a ginger white guy from Scotland. So yeah. what I like to do, Mirna, is to get my guests to tell my audience their origin story, because if there's one thing we all have in common is that we have an audience. So Mirna, yeah. for my six faithful followers, please tell us your origin story. Uh, well, um, I am already 40 years old. Yeah, you definitely do not look 40. No, no way. I'm 41 on December 19. In fairness, my wife is older than me. She's 39, but she looks younger than me. What? She, oh. lo- she, lo- she, looks at, she looks about like 24, 25. But, but that's, that's but I always always joke that's what you want. They're old enough to know better, but young enough to get ID'd. Right. <laughs> A lot of but, people who, who I met a lot across, you know, in Facebook and whatever personal if i tell them come on i'm 40 what are you serious are you kidding me you're not 40 definitely oh, well i fall into i definitely fall into that category i thought you were about like the the, like the 24 25 mark at a push 30 <laughs> but man man and what? the secret is some other pe- men on that age bracket think I am that age, so they try to woo me and be their girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna say like the secret. The secret is lots of diet or exercise or plenty of rest. It's just like the secret is old weird men. 
Yeah, so I live in the city, San Fernando City. It's uh, really a coastline along the South China Sea. And uh, that's a surfing area 10 minutes away from here. That's where a lot of foreigners are there. Hmm. And I'm a teacher. I'm a licensed teacher. Oh, what subjects do you teach? I teach art appreciation, which I really love teaching. And also right. sports, physical education. But uh, basically, I was really trained in college to do theater arts, music, you know, visual arts, and all that. that. That's what I really love doing mm. ever since I was a kid. I love to sing. I love to perform. I'll be on stage and entertain people. No, definitely. <laughs> I think that's yeah. why a lot of people migrated to the podcasting world when lockdown kicked in because it was like, right, that's just the way I can uh, express myself creatively. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, and uh, what type of sport, we well, say, like, obviously, you know, it's sports education and stuff. Yeah, I also, I also but, teach that. Yeah, so, uh, um, so what type of sports do, uh, do you do? I'm on racket sports, specifically mm. badminton. I love badminton. I could play all day. My wife will, will love you. Like Not only are you about the same age and still look young together, she loves badminton as well. <laughs> well oh my oh, God. I, I've, I've, good. I'm going to have to go Mormon. We meet. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Mormon. <laughs> I've met my Philippines wife. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I should come and visit and we should... You yeah, know, de- play. Def- definitely, but <laughs> like, you can come crash on my couch. It's a very comfy couch. I'll probably sleep on it tonight after mentioning <laughs> the wife so many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. But currently, um, I've stopped teaching. I did a medical leave from the state university because I mm. teach college. Yeah, because huh? of my operation, I just had um, what they call that spinal decompression surgery last May. Oh, so I'm um, on my sixth month. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't want to, you know, dig deeper into that. But yeah, at first I... No, just whatever you're comfortable the, with. What I was so depressed those. because if you compare the life I had before and I could dance, I could, you know, play all day, I could do everything. Now, mm-hmm. it's not that I'm stagnant, but for now, my doctor says I have to fully recover before slowly and gradually doing things that I usually did. Yeah, yeah, of course. But so I, since I don't, I didn't want to go into depression again, like I did last year when I couldn't move from waist down. Mm -hmm. What I did now after the operation, since I was, you know, I did some self-introspection, spiritual healing and all that. I try to focus on things that I could do, Mm. not on those that I couldn't do anymore. So... That's when I went back to singing. So mm. I did, I, I, I opened up my channel, my page, and I did my song covers. And I'm trying to finish, um, you know, um, just a, a little uh, composition because I used to compose songs when I was in college. Mm. Yeah, I did a band as well since high school. Wow. So, t- uh-huh. so, so tell me about the band. What, uh, what type of like, genre of music did you play? Was it anything or everything? Or was alternative. It just... We uh-huh. did alternative. Because during the time when I was in high school, uh, alternative music you know, came to trend. Mm-hmm. So I was the singer at the same time the rhythm guitarist. I was the only girl. Wow. And all of them are men. The drummer, mm-hmm. the bassist, the um, leadist. They were all men. I was the mm-hmm. only girl. And we did shows 
through school. But then after school, of course, we all had to go to college. We separated. So I was solo. I did mm -hmm. solo performances in the college that mm -hmm. I studied and then theater shows as well yeah. in the school. So what was your favorite theater show? Miss Saigon. Miss Saigon. Mm. She's well, my idol ever since I was a kid, Leia Salonga. Mm. It's a it's a very very good show. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, I think I, I think anybody doing it over in our neck of the woods, it's, it could be slightly offensive, yeah. like, to say to say the least. But yeah, like, it's it is a really good show. If done if done correctly, obviously. I, I could listen to it the whole day and sing with Leia all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there's lots of people that will probably be listening around you going, "Does she ever shut up?" <laughs> <laughs> Right. I only know because I get that as well. Sometimes if I'm singing in the house or whatever, or just what generally doing stuff, they'll be like, "Can you what just banging on the wall? Like, can your kid shut up a black note?" No, that was me. Sorry. <laughs> I've like, I was like, my, my kid, my kids are three. They're in bed. They're in bed by now. <laughs> oh, you have a cat. I I do have a cat. Yes, I have a cat, and I have a uh, twin three-year-old boys. Yes, so my cat oh. is. Because like, I always talk about the kids and I never really talk about the cat. So I'm quite glad I can talk about the cat for this one. But, um, <laughs> but so, uh, well, her because, because my daughter is a cat girl. I mean, I'm a oh. dog. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fur mom, but mm -hmm. I'm more onto dogs. Because uh, actually it's my side hustle. It's my kind of business. I oh. breed dogs and sell, sell the puppies. So, yeah. Uh, so, Shih Tzu, Maltese, Action. Um, uh, so what's that like? I like, used to there? have 35 dogs. Wow, that's a lot. Uh -huh. That's a lot of dogs. A man. lot. Yeah. What's it, what's it like doing was... the case? Because I'm, I'm genuinely fascinated by this now, like the, uh, the like dog breeding. The only time that I've ever witnessed dog breeding was when I was uh, stopped at Scotch Corner uh, going on holiday with my wife, and we just saw two people just basically trying to get their dogs to mount each other. And Fate. it was, and yeah, it, yeah and, it, and it was very, very awkward. And I did that you're, too. Yeah, yeah, you're trying to eat your lean ham sandwich, and all of a sudden you're just seeing that in front of you. You're like, do I, do I keep eye contact? Do I look away? <laughs> Alison, well, have, have you finished your sandwich yet? But, <laughs> well, and, and, and because my, my wife also has, she's got um, an HND in, uh, in animal care mm -hmm. as well. So she's so well, that's sadly not because uh, she's been able to go down, but that's her passion. And she she's educated uh -huh. me on dog breeds, she's educated me on uh -huh. uh, all different types of things about like how to look after animals. What because I had absolutely no clue. The closest I had to um, an animal, <laughs> uh, of course, I had to an animal when I was a kid was a goldfish. What and they're just oh. <laughs> what and they're 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 not really alive, they're just less dead. So, yeah. so tell me about like uh, how, how did you get into like the, the dog breeding kind of uh, business? Uh-huh. Uh, since I was young, I was already a dog lover, but they were just the ordinary dogs that were given to me by my relatives. So ever since I was a kid, I've promised myself that if ever I get a job and I'll be able to uh, capable, financially capable to buy and maintain the dog, I'll be buying every dog that I would see. Mm. So, <laughs> when I started having a job, that's when I started, you know, mm. then my, my aunt, who was also a dog breeder, taught me, then from 1 to 3 to 10 to 20 to 35. Mm. 
<laughs> so I just, you know, you know, um, search in the internet how to do it, and the vet became my friend. So mm -hmm. you know, I had it all bad, and then it's good. The thing is, it's just to a lot of things that you need to do. Mm -hmm. So what I did was to hire a kennel assistant. So at least yeah. most of the things that I couldn't do while I teach in the university, then she does it. Mm. But no, I had to learn to do the main thing that you were telling me a while back. Because mm. not every time I could call the shooter, mm. the man who does the shooting or mating for the mm -hmm. male and the, the female. So I yeah. said, okay, he's not available. So I should do. I should try doing it. And I did. Imagine me. I'm a teacher. And yeah. yet I'm <laughs> doing that. <laughs> uh, you're, like, you're like, come on, Rover. It's okay. It's all right. Come on, baby. Well, you just, can do it. Like, I could just picture like having a counseling session before it with the dog. I was like, okay, let, let, let's 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 discuss how you're feeling. <laughs> baby, if you ever need a new kennel, oh, yeah. if you ever need a new kennel assistant, uh, like, I'm sure my wife would move to the Philippines. Like, just, <laughs> well, I've already said to her that like, she could go wherever she wants to go as long as she's doing what she loves doing. So I may be jetting around the Philippines to be your kennel assistant. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, so, and last uh, year uh, we started the cattery, but it was my daughter's, you know, passion. Uh, Not really a cat person, but she taught me to. She says that yeah. the cat is a better disciplined, free um, mm. animal. And yep. yeah, I think it it's true because you know the cats usually know where to pee, mm. where to poo. Unlike the dogs, usually if you don't housebreak them. They just do it anyway. Yeah. The cat goes on the same litter box every time. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, my every wife said thing. to me, uh, her saying was, uh, dogs prepare you for kids, cats prepare you for teenagers. <laughs> but, and, really? And I thought, well, that's kind of true because when they get to that point, like, they just want to be left alone. And like, as long as there's food in my dish, I've got somewhere to poop, I've got somewhere to sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a teenager. Yeah. Just put an Xbox <laughs> in there. Get the cat on an Xbox and that's it sorted. But, <laughs> but, and the way I actually came about with having the cat was um, uh, my wife, she grew up on, well, she grew up on a farm and they always had like cats that would always kind of kick about and stuff and she's always around animals because uh -huh. so, so, it was a dairy farm. Oh. But, and when okay. I when I got together with her, they were just about to sell the farm and they were getting ready to move out and she had three cats. Um, one uh, went with her cousin. One, uh, sadly, we found out later, got crushed by a tractor. Well, not fun. Uh oh. Yeah, we didn't find out until two weeks after they moved. They just thought that like, she'd went away to, you know, basically find another family because that's what a lot of these kind of stray cats did. Well, and it wasn't until they went to pick up bits and pieces that like, the the tractor driver like came up and he was like wailing in floods of tears. Like he just felt so guilty. He was like, I'm so so sorry. <laughs> well, but because yeah. because they were because they were farmed and they were used to like cats in that dining all the time, they just found the story hilarious. But <laughs> well, so yeah. so Rita came with us. Well, and I'm actually allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. But so I have to take But then you still have it. Yep. I take antihistamines. Like, uh, it was every day at one point. Now it's like now it's every week because I come become used to Rita's dander. So if my uh -huh. wife if my wife ever says to me that she, uh, that I don't love her, that's the prime example. I put my health <laughs> on the line every day <laughs> for that fur baby. <laughs> I find it funny because you know with my ex that was always the problem. He's not really. Uh, 
a, a, a you know a, an animal lover so we always mm. had disagreements who are you going to choose those kids those babies or me i mm. said the dog the exactly <laughs> it's like <laughs> I don't even I don't even deserve an answer. Don't even ask for that. You know, already answer yeah. that. <laughs> it's like I mean, I know where my my pecking order is with the wife. It is my kids, the cat, me. <laughs> what well, and maybe maybe Sorry, if, but that's the reality. Yeah, and if there's any other pets that come along, what well, in the future they'll go above me as well. <laughs> well, and I, I'm okay with that. It's like, I, <laughs> I mean, I, I love my cat. Well, I, well, can I think of her as my cat as well? And I even wrote a parody song about her. Well, so if you ever want to look up that, like, um, look up Ginger Parodies, Rita, and it's to the tune of uh, The Kinks, Lola, and it's about her. And how, like, uh, and we had a lot of, we had a lot of teething problems, me and me and Rita. Well, especially, oh. especially when, uh, at night, she used to like to... Um, do inappropriate things to my jeans and my t-shirts because she liked the smell of my sweat. Well, uh, so I'd be coming in some nights and all here's this, our bell going, 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 look down, she's looking like, uh-huh. human, do you mind? <laughs> okay, I have to burn that shirt now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, but, you know, they, re- they really like to be, I mean, you know, close to their humans. Oh, That's yeah. That's the thing with them. That's yeah. why they memorize your scent, your sweat, whatever that yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. We always, yeah. We memorize. always like to lie in the middle of me and my wife, and, we, and it's only when I come to bed. It's like she thinks, human, you're not doing that to my mum. I am getting in the middle of you. <laughs> I just like, Rita, I'm just tired. I just want to sleep. That's all. That's all. We have kids yeah. now. That doesn't happen. We're tired. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have hit, we have kind of had a divergent topic, but at the same time, that's, that's something that I like. That I, if any listener knows, I do that a lot. So tell me about your uh, your creative endeavors. Tell me about um, like your, your podcast and all that stuff, and all the all the creative things that you've been doing. As I like to tell my audience yeah. recently, sell, baby, sell. <laughs> yeah. So because of. Uh... Um, you have to I have to do the medical leave so I had to do you know find out what I I can do Mm -hmm. and uh, found out that hey I can still talk I can still sing Mm -hmm. I can still write those are the three things that I really love doing ever since I was a kid so okay I opened the channel I mean I I put up a channel and then I did the song cover so going into writing I was no um lyrics but I'm not yet done with it so then um I I had trainings online mm-hmm. which led me to meeting um podcast VA virtual assistant for a long time mm-hmm. and we put up a how do you call that impact podcasters mm-hmm. the agency yes it's a, a podcast management and marketing agency Wow. Um, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm the creative director there. She's yeah. the main founder. We have tell- a marketing head as well. But, yeah, yeah. that's. Um, so really tell, me about the, tell me about the podcast uh, marketing because one thing I've noticed since I've started doing podcasts is that you get a lot of spam. People saying, I podcast, I promote, 
I do. Like, and you're like, it's in very, very broken words. So you just know it's kind of like a bot that's contacted you rather than someone that's genuinely interested. Yeah. How So how do you what, put forward to any potential so people that you're going to promote that you yeah. you aren't a bot? It's going to be, it's legitimate, organic uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. Well, I was very lucky to be able to fi- eventually find one who was able to do organic promotion. But yeah. how do you how do you manage to like differentiate yourself from all that junk that comes through? I mean, it must really annoy you as well, seeing all those essentially bots trying to undercut your hard work. Mm-hmm. We don't only do the editing stuff that most people... I mean, most agencies, uh, podcast agencies too, but we also help in the uh, launching, meaning to say from the beginning, even even for those who just want to rebrand themselves or start up, you know, businesses that would like to have a podcast out there, we help them rebrand from the logo until they launch and then we manage as well. So it's oh. not only focus on the edit, audio editing and hosting and all that. It's just a part of the service that we do. Mm. So we also do the logo. We do the social promotion, social media promotion. Mm. So that's end to end. Do you do video like kind of making as well? Like if someone was wanting to make like a, a like a visual introduction for YouTube, like would you have like a video creative team for that as well? Yeah, we do have a TikTok and a YouTube channel, and wow. we we do marketing there. Mm. So, so tell we me. We only what... launch August, so we're still uh, starting. Yeah. All our projects are, you know, just for building portfolio and all that. Yeah. So tell my audience, like, because I'm sure there'll be other podcasters that will probably be listening slash stealing ideas. But uh, where can we where can we find your services? Like, what's uh, Give us again the name of the, the service and uh, where they can go to Impact, contact you. Yes, yes. Impact Podcasters. So you can search at Impact Podcasters in TikTok, also in YouTube. So we also have the same IG and Facebook page at Impact Podcasters. So it's actually one of my projects. So I have a main agency which is focused on brand marketing Mm -hmm. so i i like i told you i'm an art appreciation you know teacher Mm -hmm. and uh, with the other agency that's really just mine it's um more into logos videos and websites so yeah it's not yet formally launched because i really have uh, uh, you know, a busy schedule with interviews mm-hmm. and all the other agencies as well. So, I I'm planning to launch it formally in a, in January. Oh, and everything's already out there. Yeah, it's yeah. uh in pro- prolific creatives. Hmm. Oh, obviously, by the time uh, this airs, well, it will be January twenty twenty two. So yep. everything should be set up by then for you. I wish you nothing but success with it. Well, um, I can already tell that you're a very, very hardworking, very driven uh, young woman because I still don't believe you're coming up for 41. But I, <laughs> I, 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 just, I just think, you know, young women. <laughs> well, I, yeah. you're, like you're so, doing, yeah. doing very well. Yeah. well and uh, tell me about where they can find like, your, your singing, what, uh, what is there, like, yeah, your singing other, covers of your chats. The the other GNC is uh, it's also in TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. uh, also, in, uh, I have a Facebook page, but yeah, it needs to be repurposed and all of that. But mm-hmm. 
as soon I'll be doing everything because I I have already already employees waiting for me. <laughs> they're like they're like right right right. right, right. You come in, you're like I'm just too busy with all these interviews. Ah, they're actually but, just waiting. Yeah, <laughs> they're just they're just sitting there like just waiting to just go activate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, right. So uh, then, of course, uh, since we needed to really have a case study for the podcast marketing agency that I told you about, mm-hmm. um, the main founder asked me if I wanted to do a show. I said, yeah. come on. I said, come on. I just do shows when I'm singing and <laughs> dancing and when I'm in front of my students. Oh, come on. I know you can do it. Yeah. What, will I, what will I talk about? Anything you want. Exactly. <laughs> and so um, while reflecting, you know, was, we are supposed to have a client. We called him Gigi because of his name. It mm-hmm. starts with G and G. Mm-hmm. And then along the way, we just got tired waiting for him to finalize the deal. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I said, let's, let's cut it. Just, let's just look for some somebody else. We, we don't have to wait. And then that's when I, uh, I have this idea. If there is no Gigi, then I will be the Gigi. And then mm-hmm. I was thinking, what, what would it be about? Then I thought of my life as a, a testimony of true grit. Because mm-hmm. I've been a lot of adversities, you know, for 40 mm-hmm. years. I've been a lot of adversities and I'm able to pull it through. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've Gracefully. done yeah, you've done amazingly considering everything that's everything that's went on. Like, and I know you were saying you yeah. weren't sure that you could be a podcast host, but speaking as someone who's only in the I'm in the basic entry level, what but I can see that <laughs> what the what the potential for you being a podcast host. You're very you're very warm, you're very articulate. Um, you've got that kind of <laughs> you've got that personality that people do want to talk to you and engage and converse right. with you but so I, they not only talk to me i had a guest who really just te- was tearful during the interview oh well, yeah, think, i was able to just bring out some I know, emotions hmm. but that, that was not my intention but, but because we were uh, really just getting along and having mm-hmm. the chemistry she was just crying i'm sorry i, I didn't mean to do anything yeah. i didn't want to I don't want you to cry. Well, in fairness, it's the guests that have been making me cry. Well, I've had, <laughs> well, I've had two two guests. Well, um, the guest before you, Tim, like, told me his story, well, and it was just so heartbreaking, and I, well, and I was like, I was like wiping the tears away. I'm like, dude, really? dude, man, as as like, I'm very emotionally available at this point. I'm yeah. like, I, I, like, I'm wiping uh-huh. the tears away from me. Like, oh man. Yeah. But so this morning I was crying because uh, I was a guest this morning, and you know, mm. she, he asked me, "What keeps you moving, even if you're just new into podcasting?" And then that's, mm-hmm. that's when the rush of emotions just yeah happened, and I was tearful. <laughs> yeah, well, so it's totally understandable. But I'm I'm very glad that I've not made any of my guests cry. Well, I'm taking that as a, <laughs> I'm taking that as a plus at the minute. What well, so yeah. So yeah, as we're starting to come up on on time, I'll round off with uh, the one question that I ask uh, all my guests. If you could give one piece of advice to anyone that's struggling with mental health issues at this moment in time, what would that piece of advice be, and why? 
just find your self-worth. Start with self-worth. That's when you start to love yourself. And when you start to love yourself, that's when you learn and try to improve yourself. And, you know, when, when you already realize that you start, you need to learn and upskill yourself continuously, that's when you will find your purpose in life. Mm. So that's, that's what I did. That's why I really did, because all those things that happened to me last year, to be honest, I was in the state of depression. I felt like I was in an abyss of sadness because first and foremost, I was emotionally depressed because my ex and I broke up. He was my ex for nine years. Then just right after that, pandemic set in. Mm-hmm. So then when the pandemic set in because of depression, I was just, I wasn't into eating anymore. I, you know, I forgot about myself. It, was just, it just happened like, I, it's just like a movie that I saw myself so sad, but I couldn't do anything to stop it. I was just crying all the time and it was pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this thing happened with my condition my my spine mm-hmm. i don't know maybe my depression was an additional factor that you know that have that has to to worsen my case so it happened that i couldn't move it anymore from waist down because the herniated disc between the lumbar area of level four and five was compressing the sciatic nerve that goes down on my left foot so I was literally dragging myself out from bed because it was too painful. Then if I had really to do, you know, do something like take a bath and other necessities, it would be so painful in my left leg. Um, I couldn't even eat because when I sat down, it would really be very painful. And even if I was doing therapies, even if I was taking three kinds of pain relievers, nothing was really improving at all. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I was just be crying till we hours of dawn and my daughter was also disturbed because we were staying in bed together we sleep together of course so and on top of that i got scammed by an internet fraud almost oh. 200,000 so i said yeah oh. so oh, it I... just happened that that's the year of beer from hell. What in what I was sense. in hell. Right? Yeah. That's why I told you I was in an abyss yeah. of whatever you call it, sadness, uh, depression. This I don't know what you call it, but yeah, I didn't know how I was able to get out of it. Mm. But I think it was because well, my daughter told me, why are you looking for someone else who's not here? I am here. I'm the one who's with you now. Am I not enough? That's what she told me. It was just like a bomb that, you know, mm-hmm. that sparked my, my want to improve my life. Mm-hmm. So I decided to risk the operation and people helped me, my friends, my mm-hmm. batchmates, because at that time I was already broke because I told you I was mm-hmm. scammed. So I, I sold some of my dogs and some of my belongings so I could be hospitalized and I'm here. I'm alive. That was that was my second or third time of 
cheating death. Because you know, you know, when I was born, I already cheated that. I was born without heartbeat. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. And <laughs> the midwife yeah. and the nurse who helped my mom to bring me out, they were the ones who saved me. Yeah. And I'm here talking to you now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I told myself. Just proves that even uh, even, should, even yeah. death can't get you. Like yeah. it, you're just you were that's, already. That's why I said I'm a true epitome of grit. Mm. Because the moment I was born, I was already a warrior. Yeah, you already flipped uh, death off, and was just like, not not today. <laughs> yeah, it just happened last year that everything just it was just it just like was. Pouring up from heaven, pouring down mm-hmm. from heaven. Why is it here again? Why is it here? and all? It's all is all over my plate that I couldn't eat all of that anymore. Man, screw so, Jets and yeah. his child. You are the survivor. You <laughs> yeah. are the survivor. You ain't gonna <laughs> so, give up. <laughs> I won't. I won't no. anymore because I've already learned to love myself. I don't have to look for somebody else to fill me. I mean, to let me feel that I'm important, that I that I that I'm loved because. I have to love myself first. Exactly. And be, but being able to do that, I would, you know, improve myself so that you know, I could Im- I could try to attract better quality people. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. Um. That's how I survived the mental issues, mental issues that I had last year. Mm. I didn't. I didn't want that to happen anymore. So after operation, when I woke up from the from the operating room, I told myself, "I'm not gonna do the same thing anymore." Because I think I owe it to my daughter. So I said, "I should do better this year." And how how old's your daughter? If you don't mind me asking, she's eighteen. She's eighteen, I and mean, she's very, very mature for her age. So she's just like she was able to hit you with that truth bomb just to want to bring you yeah. out of it. I mean, wow! What uh, if you if your if your daughter took care was, of me yeah. since last year? She took care of me because I was really out of sorts. Well, she's like mother, like daughter. Like she's she's strong, and she's is she is. You know, she's like my mom sometimes. That's her mm-hmm. secret. so yeah that's but the good thing about her being so mature is that maybe god gave her a gate yeah gave her a prize because when she graduated last june uh, from senior high she finished with flying color she's an honor student brilliant absolutely fantastic Mm -hmm. must be so proud Mm -hmm. I am. Uh, I'm still at the stage where I'm like, if the boys go to the toilet by themselves, I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's three, so in fairness, that's that's a good that's a good thing. That's some yeah. that was some really well, solid advice that you gave. I'm also really touched that you shared those kind of intimate parts of your story with me. What well, um, that takes a lot of guts to do. What well, even if it, <sighs> even if it's someone that you you've known for years well, and the fact you were able to t- uh, talk to me about that in the half hour conversation I'm really really honoured thank you so much Black Mira that was yeah. that was really brave of you to do yeah. so, so now we come to the Philippines favourite part of the show it is Ask Andrew Anything for my regular listeners this is when after me grilling the guests for approximately 34 minutes and 59 seconds they get to 
turn, flip it around and ask me a question. It could be something as ridiculous as what's the difference in your mind between a guinea pig and an actual pig? <laughs> to who would win the fight between Bender from Futurama or Darth Vader? So, yeah, actually. So, Myra, do you have a question for this mental ginger? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm really curious about the, the podcast title. So you want to know where that mental ginger show originated from? Came from. My own yeah. origin story. Uh, um, fortunately, it's one I've been asked a few times, right? so I'm able to well, answer this quite well. Uh, the main reason that the the title, if it's specifically the title, that's not what I've really been asked. It's just been more like, why did you come up with a podcast? The title is very, I always call it, it's the Ron Seal of... Uh, of titles because it's exactly what it says on the tin. Well, I have mental health issues and I have red hair, or as we call it, ginger. So that was why I thought, well, it's that mental ginger show. Well, it was originally it started out being just a self-deprecating title. Well, just like I said, I'm I've got mental health issues, I'm ginger, and I'm just going to talk rubbish because I don't know where my focus is going. That's it did with the first kind of the the three quote-unquote series. So it was like a kind of a pilot kind of thing. And then when I took Not Well and had to be removed from my kids and my wife, um, and I just thought there was no way kind of back for me. And I had to focus on myself and kind of get myself better. But not for myself, I was thinking of my kids and I was thinking of Alison to get back to them. But um, anybody that's listened to many episodes knows that story and how tough that was for me to do. But what? Um, I did it and I, th- I wanted it to take the, the title of the show to take more meaning to what I was doing so I did my, my research and tried to figure out what was important to me because if, I, uh, if you're not passionate about what you're talking about when you're doing a podcast I can tell right. you're just you're just sitting you're like oh that's really interesting wow you might as well be a robot it's, it, so I thought about the things that I like and that I'm passionate about and I'm passionate about the arts, what um, what theatre, music, culture, what had happened ever since I was a kid. What and the reason I stepped away from it was because I had mental health issues and I needed to focus on myself. And I became pa- as passionate about mental health as I was about the arts, raising awareness of mental health, and doing my different projects and trying, you know, raise money for mental health charities and things like that. And I thought, why not combine the two? Why not get people that are in the industry or have been in the industry or even just like doing the arts as a hobby or a passion well, and get them to talk about it and how they feel their mental health is impacted by what the arts or how they've dealt with, if they've had mental health issues, how have they been able to, to get through it? Because a lot of the time you hear about people that are depressed when they're doing like, you know, like your, your normal like kind of day jobs, you don't hear it as often when it's when it's the arts, it takes a tragedy like, for example, when Robin Williams like took his own life. It takes something like that for people to go, "Oh my goodness, like it's well, it affects performers too." What happened? Yeah, and, co- and it, like, a and it does of, a lot of you know a lot of people do that now. I mean, mm-hmm. even students here in my country. Yeah, there are those who take their own life because of mental health issues ever mm-hmm. since the pandemic set in. Yeah, definitely since the pandemic set in as well. A lot of people suffered 
suffered mentally because we just we were just trying to get through and trying to get to the light at the end of the tunnel and it just never seemed like it was going to get there at all it just kept getting worse and worse and worse but now we've got to that point where things are starting to get better we can go outside that's when I feel what the hard part of the journey is still to come we've got to sort them uh, people's mental health we've got because people will be agoraphobic they won't want to go out well, in case they catch something, they won't want to be around people. They won't want to go to the cinema. They won't want to go to the theater. They won't want to like, go to a restaurant. Well, and it's all because of all these anxieties and this fear that has built up over the course of the pandemic. So now that we've got starting to get the vaccines and less people are dying, thank goodness. Like because sadly, my auntie Gina was one of them who caught COVID when she was what well, she went into the hospital for a stroke, caught COVID in the hospital, and never came out again. Well, and oh. Yeah, and she was one of the reasons that, well, one of the things that contributed to my breakdown last year. Well, because she's one of those matriarchal figures where you think they'll outlive you, even though they're 91. Well, and it's just one of those things that I was like, I just, I couldn't cope, I couldn't deal with it. I just, I felt I had to be strong for everybody else, and that really wasn't the case. But I felt I had to be strong for my my gran, who was like her sister, I had to be strong for my mum, my dad, um, my wife, had, she doesn't really have a lot of close family, so she grew a very strong attachment to my auntie Gina. And, well, she, and she kept saying, I'm more upset than you are. And I'm like, as well as, but in my head, I'm just like, I've got to be strong, just got to be strong. But I was I was dying inside. But, and, and that's I mean, it's also one of the reasons why I keep going, doing my performing and doing what, uh, and going to do the podcast now, because one of the things my auntie Gina loved was seeing me performing shows when I did them and they always put a big smile on her face and what well, she was always just so full of life and enjoying so when, well, when I did the uh, the cover song of Flower Scotland to raise money for uh, the Scottish Association of Mental Health it was also to honour Manny Gina and tell that she'll always well, and, and all my family that no matter what I do they'll always be with me in the stuff that I do and yeah that's that's also the same with doing the show well, she's a, well, every time I, well, I load it up, I just think, how would my Gina like, kind of act in a conversation? But yeah, maybe maybe put a little bit of that into my personality when I'm when I'm talking to people like, where my where my zany humor kind of comes in. Like my Gina had that type of zany humor, and what well, and she was just she was amazing. But like, I think this is actually the first time I've actually said was rather than saying is because I've, I've I've never. I've dealt with denial for so long, thinking, no, she's not gone. She's not gone. But, yeah, I've only just started to kind of accept that she has gone. But but she'll always be with me. She's always in here. Well, and, you, and no one can take that away from me, no matter how hard they try. So, so suck it, devil. You ain't getting me. <laughs> but, but keep building that condo next, next to your house. Well, I'll be there, but not right now. <laughs> just make sure it has air conditioning. Ginger's can't survive the heat. But no, yeah, Mira, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Uh, again, I cannot believe that you're forty. But anybody that's <laughs> anybody that is listening on the audio, like, please go on to YouTube. Just specifically, let's see Mira and go. She's not forty. Well, but well, de- definitely not. But I wish you nothing but success in everything that you do. You're such a lovely, positive warrior well, of a person, well, and what. Well, Please keep me updated with how things are going. Um, 
like anybody that's watched this, like take a note of everything that she's doing like, and give her as much love and support as, as she can. Like she definitely deserves it. And if you're in the Philippines, try and get her to breed you some more dogs. <laughs> True. Yeah. Let's get let's get some more let's get some more puppies in the world. If anything it makes the world better, it's puppies. Yeah, actually during the, the COVID, my business was pandemic proof because it continued. Unlike those who have shops that close, mm. my business was thriving because people needed dogs mm. to help them cope with the pandemic. Yeah, they need companionship, definitely. Mm. And yeah, that's the same with my little fur baby Rita. What, what? She, she, she always she knew that something was wrong before I even knew it like, she would always be cuddled up next to me and I'm like you don't normally do this what's the deal what so yeah thanks Rita I already have a plan for when she goes like that we're going to make her into her ashes into a little glass frame I'm going to put a picture of her in it so all so she's always there my wife thinks that's weird uh-huh. I think it's quite unique and sweet but that's another story for another day <laughs> Well, Mira, thank you again. I've been so honoured to speak to you. Well, you're such a lovely person. Thank well, you. So. You're you officially my Philippines wife. You're my Philippines Allison. Yeah. Because right. you have that, you have that love of animals, you have that inner strength, you have that determination. Allison's also had problems with her back as well. That wound up, and she wound up in hospital well, from all that. She's got like, um, not, not slip disc, but um, all like the kind of, the fluid and stuff that's around the bones, like it's all worn away. Like, so she's basically just got an absolutely like gubbed back. So, like, so there's lots, there's lots of parallels between you and, you and my wife. So you're you're my Philippines, Alison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish I could meet her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't worry. But um, I thought I saw her coming in, but uh, to sort stuff for the boys. But no, for once she's actually stayed away. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. But no. Well, um, just go on my Facebook what, and you'll see my wife and my two kids like, and how, how awesome oh, they are. Yeah. Because in fairness, oh, okay. they're pretty awesome. But I'm their dad, I'm biased. <laughs> but, so, oh, sure. so until next time, my six faithful followers, yeah. I've been Andrew Durling. So that I don't completely butcher my guest name again, can you please give your full <laughs> name for our audience? I'm Marina Fagdaulia from the Philippines. Thank I'll you. be sending all the links so that you can find me if you want to be with me. I mean, you know, available for services. Definitely. We'll probably have conversations later on down the line when I am like, right, I need to actually get this going. Help me out. Yep. I, want, I want to get to 10 followers rather than six. <laughs> I only have like uh, almost 1K. I thought you were about to say like, there's always so much I can do. <laughs> <laughs> And then, few, I only have four episodes and that's why maybe that's why I only have like I think don't worry but I'm I am 100% positive that you're going to have a lot more than just a few clients <laughs> like, like especially just just for how you act and, and your professionalism and your manner what like, you're going to do really yeah. well and but yeah, I'll, okay. what you have your your ginger Scottish what like, quote unquote has been rooting for you over here with his wee flag. <laughs> so until yeah. next time, my followers, take care. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.